So we see verse four in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Uh, Verse six, therefore, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse nine. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Verse 10, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Now, I love that verse because we talked about how. If I was to go overseas and adopt a child, I've said that with y'all before, right? Mm-hmm. I gave that analogy. And we talked about how, no, we didn't talk about this, how uh, when I adopt that child, even though that child is not biologically mine, that child now becomes legally mine. And when you begin to understand legalities and understand legal terms, you'll begin to understand what it took to get you. And it says, verse 12, but as many as received him, To them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Now, the right to be children of God. All of you all are children, right? Nobody's a grown man in here. Nobody's a grown woman. Except for Miss Mason and and Khalil and and myself (laughs) as a grown man, right? Now, even at 37 years old, I'm still somebody's child. I am... My mom's child, my dad's child. I am a child. Now, the first position you must understand is that you are a child. Why is understanding that you are a child is the foundation of all positions you'll ever hold? Yes. Yeah, that's good. What else? So you're open to learn. Open to learn? Oh, like, it's okay. So, like, you stay in, like, your place and, like, you're not disrespectful. Like, you know how, like, parents be, like, stay in their kids' place. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Those all three are good. Now, let's go here. What was yours again? Good. So, understanding, we're going to go through all three of those. Those three are really good. I have to understand that I'm a child. The greatest position that you hold right now is a child of God. When a young person or any person begins to understand that deeply, they'll begin to say, okay, um, I'm, I'm ecstatic about being a child of God. I'm excited about being his child. Now, what are some benefits? We'll go through those three in a minute. What are some benefits of being a good parent's child? Some of y'all may have good parents. If you don't, we'll dream together. What are some good examples, or what are some things you like, man, I, if my dad and mom were X, Y, and Z, I will, I will reap these benefits. Or we should do general, generally, what are some benefits of being a child of an amazing parent? Yes, sir? Uh, valuable lessons. Lessons. And lessons leads to blessings. I just want to add that there for you. Okay. What else? Yes, sir? Uh, discipline. Discipline. Respect. Discipline and respect. Yep. What else? What are some other benefits of being a child to a great, amazing parent? Yes, sir. I feel like being 
like a part of being a child of good parents is when parents they like think about how their childhood was and when their parents did something and how they make their childhood. So understanding. Uh-huh. Yep, that's good. All these are great. Amen. So everybody wants to be understood. Anybody else that want to contribute? It's fine. We can go as long as we need to. Those are good, right? So we'll come back to those three when we break these three down. Now you said uh, authority. So when I know that I'm a child of the Most High God, I don't mind submitting to his authority. Authority is one of those things that we as free will bearing individuals, we don't like. Like, like, what do you mean I got to submit to you? Now, some of us, all, most of us, we don't mind submitting to qualified authority, right or wrong? If they're qualified and they're understanding and they're cool to a degree and they're and they're they're they have a touch to them where they're not like forcing their authority, you'll submit, right? So a part of being a child, a great lesson is is that I can submit to authority. Now, even if there are some authority figures who are outside of their jurisdiction in regards to how to execute their authority, I still have to be wise. So for instance, if I get pulled over as a six foot two African American male. In this world, I, I just can't be jumping out my car and be like, do something about it. You know, that's not wise. I'm going to cut all my lights on in my car. I'm going to put my hands on, it, on, my, on my wheel. I'm going to say, hey, I got this over here in the dashboard. You might want to get the, you know, and I will, I will communicate everything so I can get home to my wife and that daughter, right? So even though there's authority figure that may not be qualified as authoritative, you still got to walk in wisdom. So one of the greatest lessons you can learn as a child is I'm under authority because the Bible talks about what's the one um, commandment with a promise? Children, obey your parents. Obey your parents. In the Lord for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. What's the promise? Now, why do you say God is saying, okay, whether you have a good mom, good dad, Great mom, great dad. I have to be obedient. And what's the promise? Long life. Now, by me or you being honorable to our parents, being respectful to them, gives me more life because I know how to handle authority, whether good or bad. Mom tripping, cool. I'll still get the trash can. Don't worry. Dad come in yelling. All right, pops, I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you. If you start going back and forth, even with a bad parent, you're practicing a bad habit. And then all of a sudden, if you keep going back and forth, even with a good parent, or a parent who's good at heart, but maybe too lenient, too nice, all of a sudden now you come in life thinking you could just throw your weight around and act like nobody will take you to the ground. So when you understand authority, you'll say, even though I'm a child, I'm going to practice submitting myself to God's authority. Then he'll teach me how to navigate bad and good authority so that my life will be long. So a child, understand that position is, okay, I don't know much. Right now at 37 years old, I still don't know a lot. So I have to submit myself to the authority or authoritative or authority figures in business. There are certain people in business who are younger than me, I submit to their understanding because, yo, there's wisdom here. Number two was what? Who said, who, who had a second one? Uh, I think I said learning. Man, you said learning, right? 
Oh, this this the other three. We'll come to these three in a minute. We said uh, a benefit of being a child. Authority. Lessons. Lessons. Oh, okay. So we'll stick with learning. So as a child, what's so beautiful about being a child, man? Let me tell you something. There's two classrooms. No bills. No bill classroom. That's real. No bills, right? But here's two classrooms of learning. The classroom of observation and the classroom of experience. Which one's the best classroom to learn from? Experience. No. Observation. Observation. I see what you're saying. Experience, good experiences you do can learn. You can learn, right? Why is the classroom observation observation better as a better class than experience? Yes. Because like why would you want to go through a bunch of bad stuff when you can like talk to someone who already went through something bad and be like, okay, I can learn from what you did. Do you know, even though you go to this school here? You can create your own school. Y'all got YouTube, y'all have books, y'all have all these amazing resources. Right now, if you go to my Instagram page or whatever, whatever, the people that I follow, I created my classrooms. Like, so when I scroll through my feed, it's business. When I scroll through my feed, it's food too, but anyway. You know, and when I scroll through my feed, there's different things. And why do you think they call it a social media feed? They're feeding you. Right? So you got to be very careful what you allow to be in your, on your social media plate. Right? What you're learning. Some of us are learning bad habits. Like, some of us are learning uh, 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 traits that are not going to uh, help us succeed. So, as a child, you get a chance to say, you know what? I don't know nothing. I have that mentality, I don't know anything. That sounds crazy. Miss says, you know a lot. No, I don't know anything. My mentality is, I don't know anything because I want to learn everything. Because even if I know something right now, like for instance, everything that I've learned about my wife to this point is good and valuable, but she's evolving, so I got to keep learning, right? And so the mentality you have to have is, okay, I'm going to always be in a constant state of learning. Because if you're in a constant state of learning, you drop the L, you'd be in a constant state of what? Learning. Earning. If you plan to earn, plan to learn, right? Number three was what? What you say? Was it you, Khalil, that had the third one? Who, who, who said it? Um, yeah, it was Khalil. What was Khalil? What was yours, Khalil? Uh, discipline and respect. The, the one before that. I forgot to. That's the only one. That's the only one. So let's go to these three. Now, the benefits of being up under great parenting. The verse again says in verse 12 that he gave us the right. Do you know that's the most beautiful the most amazing opportunity is to have the right to be children of God. Like, do you know what the price was paid? Like, all of us had a one birthday that was an amazing birthday, right? Mm -hmm. What was one gift that you got on your best birthday, the best gift of your best birthday? Uh, I think I got go-kart and a dirt bike. You got go-kart and a dirt bike. Oh, mm -hmm. Go-kart and a dirt bike. What would you get, uh, Kenny? A power wheel. A power wheel, that was back away. You was no. seven, eight. Boy, you was in these no, streets. No, no, four. Four? Oh, that's right. Seven, eight, that's too big for power wheel. So you was out there in these streets cruising. You was had your arm out. You was shouting at you. Yes, you are. Yes, yes. Drums, right? So that was the best gift on the best birthday. Now, did you ever ask your mom or dad, what did it take for you to get that? My Okay, okay. We're talking about your parent. We're talking about your parent. So most of us, 
we get a gift, right? And we don't even know how much it costs your mom and dad to get that gift for you. Some of us, we just say, okay, it was an amazing birthday, amazing gift. But your mom was like, man, we had to move money from here to over here. I had, I had, I had to borrow money from I had to go here to go do this. I had to work extra hours. All we see is the gift, but we didn't see what it took. Let's paint the picture of what it took. So many of us, we, the reason why we're living the way we're living as Christians because we didn't have front row seats to the brutal mutilation of our Savior. They said this man was beaten. Y'all heard me say this many times. They said this man was beaten so bad that if he brought his mom, she wouldn't be able to recognize him. Imagine Jesus going through 10 UFC fights, but his hands was tied behind his back. That's how beat up he would have been. They said he ripped, they ripped his beard. They said his organs was hanging out. You could see through parts where the, the uh, flesh was ripped. And, and it was talking about how, and most people don't understand that the, most, the worst part of crucifixion was not the nails in the hand, was not the nails in the feet. It wasn't the piercing. No, it was afterwards. It wasn't those things. It was suffocation. So when you understand that crucifixion is top two, not two, in ways to die, then you'll begin to say, man, 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 what, what type of love is this? I gave the analogy a few weeks ago with Xavier. I said, if someone comes to this room right now with a gun, with a bullet that was meant for Xavier, but I guess what? What's the first worst way to die? Crucifixion. Oh. I said top two, not two. Oh. That's from y'all's generation. That's the first way, so then what's the second way? Man, I don't even know. No, I think probably the little tie yourself to the horses. They, they, they used to tie one oh, yeah. arm to a horse, oh, another arm to a horse, your foot to the horse, oh, another foot to the horse, and they slap the horse on the behind, and the horses go and they rip you. Oh, that might be number that's two. That's a thing? That, that was back in the day. Anyways, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So, either way, Jesus, who was slain, before the foundation of the world, knew what type of death he was. Imagine being Jesus and you him, and you know in about 2,000 or 6,000 years, you would have to come in bodily form, knowing the type of death that you was going to choose. Now, for instance, I don't think many of us would just roll through the types of way of dying and be like, I'm going to select crucifixion. He said, you know what, y'all? I love y'all so much, I'm going to die the worst possible way of death so that you'll know how wide my love is for you. He didn't come and say, oh, I'm just going to die of old age. <laughs> I'm just going to be him for 98 years or be Methuselah, six, whatever it is. He, he didn't say, just shoot me in the forehead. That's a quick way to die. Man, he didn't say, you know, drop me off out of a plane and, and I die before I hit the ground. He didn't choose the easy way of dying. He didn't choose drowning. He didn't choose strangulation, you know, strangling, whatever word. He didn't choose that. He says, I'm going to scroll all the way to the worst way to die so that you can have the best life possible. That's what was paid for us to have the right. Right? I love the word right. That means legally. If someone says, hey, you have the right to these $5 million, Josh, nothing on this earth can stop me. 
If someone comes with a, a, a trust fund and, and someone passed away and they said, you know, there was this man I saw on YouTube. He blessed my life. I'm going to put $5 million for him. So when I die, it's his. You know what's going to happen? They're going to call me on my phone. The lawyer team of that individual is going to say, hey, we have this money for you. We need you to meet me. We need you to meet us at this time, at this place. Sign these papers and you have right, a right to this money. I will be done. To say, nah, I ain't going. Nah, nah, we ain't lying to you. Man, y'all trip. Nah, nah, let's go on FaceTime right now. <laughs> I got I got a colony outside. I, I'm, I'm rich. We got a Rolls Royce. Like, for free. Or they pulled up. And you see me teaching right here. And they pull up. And, and Miss Alexander calls me in the con. Uh, Mr. Enzi, there's people with uh, four Tahoes and, <laughs> and, 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 and whatever. And they're here to talk to you. And they come in this room and they say, don't worry about the kids, Miss Desi. We're going to sit right here. We have $5 million for you. Just sign it right here. Okay. And I'm sitting here like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm not going to sign that. So you see, Legend going, Legend going crazy right there. Even Ariana talking like, no, Miss Desi, you tripping. The Lord just got here. She's like, yo, fam, I don't even know you. But fam, I know I at least get 10 stacks off of you. Bro, take the money. But I say, nah, I don't want it. How many of us, we jump like that for five mil, but we're not jumping for the one that died on the hill. Like, we have the right to life. Like, we have a right to be adopted and say, man, I'm adopted. No matter how bad mom or dad was, no matter how crazy the family is of yours, you have a right to be a child of God. It doesn't matter if, if your parents and whatever was going on in your life. God says, well, you're my child. I remember plenty of times in my life where I cried because I was like, where's my dad? You know, my dad is in Nigeria or, or my dad's not at the game. Or I used to get all sad. Now as a grown man with so much love for my father, my father's great. I'm going to see him probably tomorrow. One thing that I realized about that when I look back, God was like, I was there the whole time because you had the right to be my child. Right? So when you understand that, you'll be like, man, you went through so much for me to have much. Why not take that deal? Why not investigate more about what it means to be a child of God? Why not? You don't want to be the other people where it says in verse 10, verse 10, he was in the world and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. So imagine yourself as a world, because we all have a world. I have a world. My, my wife is in my world. You know, uh, my daughter is in my world. Y'all in ninth grade are in my world right now. Uh, uh, Miss Mason as a partner in this room is in my world. My mom, dad, sisters, they're in my world. All of us have a world. What are some things in your world right now? Yes. All in your world. Anybody else? What, what, who or what is all in your world? Drumming is in your world. What's in the world of your mind? What are some of those things that you don't even have yet, but it's still in your world? Negative or positive? That's something to think about. For those who believe in the solar system, you know, you see that everything's revolving around something in that theory, right? So, What's orbiting your world? So what difference, the difference between your mind 
and your brain. See, your brain is an actual organ. Your mind is immaterial. You can't. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. How you doing? Oh, well. You all right? Doing good. That's good. Can I see Williams? Yes, ma'am. For sure. For sure. So we see in our world, you got to be very careful what type of things you allow to orbit your life. Because if you look at this verse within your personal life, it says he was in the world. He's in your life right now. The Bible says it's in him that we live, move, and have our what? Being. God's presence is like ocean to a fish. What happens to a fish out of water? It dies. What, a, a tree out of the soil. A Christian out of Christ, what? Or a person out of God, what? Dies. Right? So, if Jesus says he was in the world, he was in your world, and the world was made through him, you was made through him, the right to be a child of God was made through him, and it says, and the world did not know him. The Bible says many in that day will say, have I not prophesied in your name? Have I not done great things in your name? Have I not go to church in your name? Have I not did this in your name? I was nice to someone in your name in eighth grade. I was all this stuff in his name. And what he says, he's going to look you right in your eye. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. You have an opportunity to get to know him. Everybody in this room has one person in their life that they glad they know. I'm glad I know my uncle. I'm glad I know my uncle. Whoever it is, whoever the person, I'm glad I know him. Imagine where your life would be. Imagine where your world would be if you knew him. If you knew more about him, like, could you really list 10 attributes of God? 10 character traits of God. Do you know him enough to the point to when I talked about this last night in my Bible class, I said we talked about assurance of salvation. Now, we talked about how assurance is more important than insurance. Now, you guys don't drive a car, so you guys don't understand much about insurance. But who knows something about insurance? Insurance is what? Coverage. Coverage, right? So if I get in a car accident, which won't happen, but if I were metaphorically to get in one, I have insurance. So while I'm sitting there and it's not my fault, I can sit there peacefully knowing I have insurance. But imagine if I didn't have insurance. So I have to have assurance. Assurance says I know I have insurance. I know I have someone who's sure. I know him. So when that devil pulls up, rolls up on me, I know him. When a situation comes up, I know him. When a trial, when a test comes in your life, I know him. So I know him, and I'm going to show him. But when you don't know him, how many of us been somewhere in our Christian faith, and I walk with God where it got a little turbulent, it got a little testy, and we didn't really know our bestie? <laughs> we didn't really know him like that. that. That's an uncomfortable feeling. You know what's even more uncomfortable? When you're standing on judgment day and it's crickets. <laughs> See, this is what I envision on my last day. When I've reached them pearly gates, I don't want God to be on his throne. I want God to meet me at the gate. I want God to be like, my boy. Man, Josh, welcome, man. Oh, man, you did your thing down there, my boy. You showed out. Josh, you, sh you, sh you showed out. You showed out. You, 
Man, you didn't do everything right, man, but you 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 did better than most. Like, like I want a tear in my God's eyes. Like, man, we finally get to meet face to face. That's the vibes I want from God because I know him. See, when I die, whenever I die, I'm not gonna be sitting there, where am I going? <laughs> I know where I'm going. There's no question. I have evidence. I love him more than anything on this earth. I cry every time I think about him. Like, like, like me and God are tight. So I know when I see him, it ain't going to be no him looking at this paper talking about, hmm, let's see. Okay. I wanted to be where he didn't even judge me. Because we already had a 50-minute conversation. He didn't judge me. Oh, man, I forgot to judge you, fam. You good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You good, man. Come on in. I'm like, God, where the wings at? <laughs> like, my first meal in heaven, man, I said, God, I want me. Man, ooh, that's a good question. When I get to heaven, what's my first meal? I'm going to place my water now. So 50 years from now, God be like, man, I got the chicken and waffles. Because you know heaven food going to be, I know there's going to be a waffle house in heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like That's going to be the first place I pull up when I get to heaven. I don't care if it's Chick-fil-A. I don't care if it's Ruth's Chris. I'm going to Waffle House. Right? And I hope when the Waffle House work is being redeemed, man, I need, I need earth Waffle House cookers. I don't need them angels cooking my waffles. You know what I'm saying? Nah, them angels too, they too perfect. I want that 92 score. I want that 88 score on the sanitation grade, etc. My charge to you today before you go. Ask yourself, have you allowed Jesus into your world? And my last question is, do you know him? That's it. Love y'all. See y'all tomorrow.